Thank you for listening to this episode of the Following Films Podcast, a movie podcast that takes you on a weekly journey into the world of cinema and the minds of the talented individuals who shape it. I'm your host, Chris Maynard, and today we're joined by uncharitable director Stephen Gyllenhaal. The film is an illuminating look at how in our ever-changing world, corporations are still consumed by the bottom line and charities are left to solve the world's greatest issues while routinely facing pushback every step of the way. Offering an opportunity to address our own bias and reevaluate the way we think about charities, applying the same common sense that you would when you evaluate any multinational corporation. The film leaves one with hope and a roadmap for the future. But before we dive into our conversation with Stephen, I'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsor, Bookman's. Bookman's is your go-to independent bookstore where you can find an extensive selection of books, movies, music, and so much more. They truly believe in the power of storytelling and the magic of the cinematic arts. So if you're looking to expand your film, music, or book collection, be sure to visit your nearest Bookman's. There's always something truly wonderful to discover. Have you followed the Following Films podcast on Spotify? If you have, well, thank you. If you haven't, head on over to Spotify, search for Following Films, and give us a follow. It really does help the show. Uncharitable will be released in theaters September 22nd in New York and September 29th in Los Angeles before beginning its nationwide rollout. Hope you enjoy the show. Thanks. Hi, Christopher. Before you start, I just gave you permission to record. Perfect. Great. We're going to record this? Oh, shit. No, we can just we will just stop and we'll just be, be between you and I. I mean, yeah, if yeah, you want to go right. that direction, <laughs> yes. I mean, because honestly, I feel like I owe an apology. I have to start with that. That good, I, good. I, I was, yeah, I was wrong. I, it's one of my favorite things that happens when I watch a documentary film and I realize that I was wrong about something. I am not that married to convictions that were not given deep thought, and I had ideas about charity. And the structures around charity that were way off. And I realize now why I had those because I didn't put a lot of thought into them. And I was fed a narrative and I was way off. So thank you for that. You're welcome. I mean, you're far from alone. I mean, there there are really two groups of people who've seen the movie. And, you know, you still haven't seen the exact finished movie, which drives me, any filmmaker, kind of crazy. It's very close to being done, but the last little nuance isn't there. Um there are two people, though, there's two different groups. One is a group that does think through a lot of things. And I would say, you're, I'm, I'm going to guess, I'm going to give you this, that you do think through things. But there is a long series of things that have unfolded since before the Puritans came to the United States, which is talked about in the movie, that goes back generations. And there's so many things that we've believed. For instance, the world was flat. It made total sense. Yeah. That you you have to be brought around to to the to common sense, you know, and 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 so it's it's so there's that group that sort of gets knocked on their ear by watching the movie. And that's an emotional experience. Yeah. And I see this as a movie more than as a documentary. I really want to sort of go. This is an emotional experience. I've worked hard to make something that's entertaining, that's that's emotional, but that also speaks has an intellectual element to it as well. You know, that's what an important movie does. The other group are the people in the sector. 
the 10 million people in the sector in the United States, not to mention the rest of the world. And the movie's beginning to be picked up in other parts of the world, too. I mean, it's been a really interesting process. And that group goes, oh, my God, thank God. Thank God we've got a, you know, they've got a, we've got a tool. We've got something. And I kind of go, well, you actually kind of got a weapon to go back and speak to your donors, to the funders, to the people who even give small amounts of money to say, change the way you do this. So there are these two groups, there are these two responses, and both of them are pretty emotional. You know, it's, it's, um, so, so you're not remotely alone at all. Well, I, I, and I do give a lot of things thought and consideration. And this is just one of those areas that I hadn't applied the most basic rudimentary logic to it made it just it it clicked. It's that thing where you say, Oh, no, this actually makes sense. And I hadn't really thought this through, in a way, and especially in this country, um, the way that we're set up, where there is, we're in a capitalist society, and the idea of that people should be able to demand a certain amount of money for the work that they do, and they should be compensated for something and that we're expecting the people to live in poverty or to, you know, live like nuns or something because they're working in the nonprofit sector, even though they're really dedicated to it. And you have people that would want to do this work that just don't head down this path. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think there's a real chance. I've kind of gone almost beyond the movie now because it's done mm-hmm. to the moment. There is, there is, I think potentially a massive movement that shifts everything. I mean, it's as if, I mean, more and more I've, you know, I started out making this movie just because Dan was a friend of mine and he'd been screwed over and yeah. I th- we'd do this little movie and I'd be done in six months and, you know, it's sort of, that would be it. And then I got deeper and deeper into it and more and more focused and more and more being a grandfather and a father. And I'll ultimately hopefully be a great grandfather and so on going, this could actually change everything because if you can free the charitable sector from these strictures, from these chains, really, it can impact the for-profit sector. It can impact government. It's done it. It's proven it in the past, for instance, civil rights, which really started as a nonprofit movement, can actually really, really change things. So it started as a kind of, hey, you're my buddy and you got screwed over to a lot of people have been screwed over. It's not just Dan and it's not just Steve Nardizi or Jason Russell or, you know, um, Roxanne Spilett or the many, many other people. Yeah. And I've seen it happen again and again. Yeah. So. And I mean, those, you know, countless people that were a part of those organizations that were screwed over in that process also, that, that these are the, the, you know, the figureheads of these organizations, but there were tons of people that were working underneath them that really were doing good work and felt like their life had purpose. And there's something that living with purpose is so important that you have that and being able to tie that to your um, way that you make a living. My God, is there anything better than that that you could do? It makes makes total sense. I mean, it makes, it makes, it, it's, it's again, it's common sense that has to be brought to the surface. And yeah. sometimes it takes a lot of science, sometimes a lot of work, but really it's just common sense. And it, and it's an emotional response. It's sort of, oh, people that are doing good things should be paid well. So, for instance, you know, um, Milton Little, who's in the film, is told by his one of his funders, you should be making no more than $65,000 yeah. a month, $65,000 a year. And, um, and he's saying, well, I'm running a $100 million operation. He said, that's what you should be paid. Now, you understand, I don't want to demonize the people that take those positions. We want to educate them. So then what, what does that mean? That means that under Milton, there are people getting paid less and less and less. 
So I think we've fallen into inadvertently through nobody's fault except just being worn down by time, a kind of master-slave relationship that we're gonna let we're gonna let go of it now. You know, we're gonna we're gonna move on. And that's a really exciting thing to be a part of because I feel like I'm all in now, you know. <laughs> I, I am as well. And it's it's one of those things where you, you think about the purpose of charity, of giving, is the outcome is what should be the focus of it. Uh-huh. And when you have that, as you were putting it, you have these, you know, slave uh, kind of relationships with the work where people are just being, they could make essentially minimum wage and do the same work that it just, you're not going to end up with the best outcomes that people will not do their best work. If they're not comfortable, if they're worried about making rent, if they're worried about the fact that they have four roommates and they're 40 years old, they're, they're not going to do their best work. Or it's voluntary. Yeah, voluntary. Yeah. And then you kind of go, okay, so wounded warrior as an example. Let's have voluntary surgeons deal with the the amputees. Let's have voluntary therapists who aren't really therapists, but they're just volunteers helping people deal with probably some of the most complicated psychological issues, PTSD, trauma, all those kinds of things. Let's have people who just want to be doing good do it, which is fine, but you have to have professionals. This is the most complex work. There is, because in a way, if you're making Coca-Cola, for instance, or any of these things, which I think are, you know, and I'm a capitalist. I mean, I've lived in Hollywood my whole life, and I think it's got problems, but I think it's so far the best we've come up with. Same with democracy. I believe in democracy. It's got problems, but it's better than, you know, what is it? I think um, Churchill said it's better than all the other systems. (laughs) So we we live with these systems um, that that. I forget my point now. I got off on Churchill, trying to remember Churchill's name. Um, well, yeah. Oh, I, I think it's just, it's that idea that we live, these are the options that we live with, that we see. And this is what we assume is the way to do it, but we're not putting that extra thought into it. And, yeah. you know, it's like something I volunteer with the food bank here right. regularly. But it's one of those things. I am not organizing. I am not rounding people up. I am I am dumb hands. That's all I'm doing. I am picking up stuff from one area and moving it to another. And very different, I, very different. No, I want to disagree with you. It's not dumb hands. It's a human being connected with other human beings suddenly realizing, oh, we're all in this together. Yeah. These people aren't like foolish people. These people, many of them, for instance, are veterans who have lived mythic lives. I've, I've worked a lot with the homeless and the lives they've lived are in so many ways more interesting and more complex and more mythical, like a Greek myth than our lives. And they have a lot to offer us. So it's not dumb hands. It's a whole no, different thing. For, for me, the what, the what I was referring to, though, was just that I'm not organizing anybody. I am getting by far more out of this than yeah. I am getting into it. I am I'm working. I'm doing labor for an hour. And there's, val- there's value in that work. But I by far take more away from doing that than I am giving in my estimation. So that's what I mean by that. It's just it's the I, I feel like I'm taking something from it. But let's play for a second, because that's sure. what I'm really more about than anything else. And one of the things I want to say in terms of the movie. So we're we're doing a theatrical release of this movie. Right. Very, very difficult for a, I'll mention it once or twice once a documentary, because I like the idea of a movie much better. We are giving away tickets. We are basically going charity. The concept of charity, which is kick-ass. It's not insipid, it's kick-ass and it's sexy. We are giving away tickets to all the people in need. Everybody from the very richest 
to the very poorest is in need of understanding this. So we've worked out this thing where we are giving away tickets. There's the thing at the end where it says, okay, you got it for free. Now donate for the next person to see it. So it's charity kick-ass in the theaters, capitalism. It's like going, we are now playing a different game than used to be played. So get on board. So <laughs> all over all over the country, we are going to be linking charities with theaters. Today's episode of the following films podcast is brought to you by Bookman's. So the last time I went into Bookman's, I went straight over to the movie section as I often do. And I was so excited because one of my favorite things that happens when I go in there, I'm looking for a movie and I don't know exactly what I want to see, something I've been meaning to see and there's a blind spot. And when I saw East of Eden, I was super excited because it's a movie I've been wanting to see for years, but for whatever reason, I've just never gotten around to it. So the film adaptation of John Steinbeck's East of Eden, it's a powerful cinematic achievement. I I know I'm not the first person to say this, but it absolutely does justice to the novels, what can only be described as profound themes and the complex characters. It's directed by uh, Kazan and features outstanding performances uh, from the whole cast, but mainly here by James Dean as uh, Cal Trask. The film captures the essence of the book while adding its own visual and emotional dimension. Uh, The cinematography, which looks absolutely incredible in 4K, captures the rugged beauty of the California landscape. So it sets the stage for this intense family drama that unfolds throughout the film. And the screenplay manages to condense this complex novel that is East of Eden without feeling truncated. It makes this really intricate plot takes that and then just condenses it down and really only gets the essential elements of it and all the themes are still intact with love jealousy and the struggle between good and evil that's all there and it doesn't feel like a lesser than it feels like a compliment to um if you've read east of eden and haven't seen the film definitely catch up on it highly recommend it if you've only seen the film and haven't read the book definitely check out the book as well it's worth your time Uh, But in the movie, James Dean's portrayal of the troubled Cal, it's nothing short of iconic. Uh, It showcases his raw talent and charisma. The supporting cast is also incredible, especially Julie Harris, I think does an equally compelling job here um, with just an outstanding performance. And there's a depth and authenticity to these characters that wasn't very common for this time. So it's something pretty remarkable here. Uh, East of Eden, it's absolutely a classic that continues to resonate Uh, to this day still holds up Um, I think that's mainly because of its exploration of human nature and the complexity of family dynamics it's a timeless masterpiece that deserves a place in the annals of cinematic history and I think it's there it just took me a long time to catch up with it Uh, this is a must watch for anyone who appreciates powerful storytelling and exceptional performances so remember next time you go to Bookman's they have your cool covered. Hope you enjoy the rest of the show. And giving away free tickets, trying to raise the money, and I'm doing that through some big donors, some small donors. It's it's sort of the deepest thing is I want charity now to be kick-ass. I want it to be Hollywood. I want it to be glitzy and cool. And I want 
one of the things I want is all the people in the sector, when they go back to their class reunion and I say I work in charity, they don't do what happened to my last class reunion when I used to be the Hollywood director with fancy people in my life. And I was saying I'm making a movie on charity and they're kind of going, OK, you're done now. <laughs> no, no, I'm just getting started. <laughs> so. Yeah. No. I, so where can people go to find out more information about? Can I go buy a ticket for somebody? Is that something that I can do? Or how yeah, does yeah. that? Because I've seen the movie. I feel like I should do yeah, something. The that website, you go to the website. You can donate there. Um, there's it's all coming. You can also sign the uncharitable pledge, mm-hmm. which really um, changing the whole concept of, oh, you should be doing nothing. You know, you should be being paid nothing. You should be the overhead should be 10 percent. All those things. Um, sign the pledge. Um, and get people to go to the theater wherever you are. And if you're anywhere in the country and you're going, oh, it's playing, it's now playing in 34 cities, which is unusual for a documentary. Unusual nowadays for almost anything. So we built this outside the box approach, which is driven by a sense of charity. You know, again, charity is going to give you something and then you can give back. And that's where the fun begins. That is joyful. It's not dark and, you know, oh, my God, I got to give. It's like, you're going to go see a movie. I keep having this. I don't know if I picked that with me. There we go. Um, Technology, man. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Um, So, so yeah, go to the website. You can go to the website, uncharitablemovie.com. Or just put uncharitable. Pretty soon that will hopefully get to the top of the Google thing or whatever it is. And, um, And get engaged with all of this. I mean, over a million people now, I think over 1.1 million people already seen the trailer. We are not screwing around here. You know, that's great. All the machinery that exists that I've grown up with making movies, you know, um, and and bringing it into the charitable sector. And the charitable sector has brought to me what I had not expected at almost 74 years old, being a grandfather, is utter, young, kick ass joy. I mean, just this is fun. And the people I'm meeting and the heroes I'm meeting and the people in the movie who are so heroic and so cool. I mean, Scott Harrison, there's nobody cooler than Scott Harrison. (laughs) And Dory McWhorter, who's fabulous in Chicago and is like taking over Chicago right now. We're doing a premiere in Chicago. So we're doing a premiere in New York. We're doing one in Chicago. We're doing one in L.A. And I'm trying there to raise a million dollars so that 700,000 of that goes to free tickets. Wow, and then those start to do other things. And three hundred thousand, if we get all that or whatever percentage that is, goes to market and all those kinds of things. So it, it's just like there's a cost. Yeah. It makes yeah. sense that, that, yeah, yeah. that we need to get away from that being a dirty word, which is one of the things in this film. I think that you need to say there are costs associated with this, but the fact that you know seventy percent of this that that's insane. That that's such a wonderful thing. That's not that's something to be proud of. You shouldn't shy. No one should shy yeah, away. It's like from joyful. That. It's like really fun. Now the other side of the coin is. Because we built, made the film under the umbrella of what currently exists, it's totally made, it's totally been funded by donations. I, I have not, <laughs> I'm right now, my credit card is a little maxed right now. So it's like, so it's like, but I'm going, you know, it is. It's like I made lots of money in my life directing and now I've sort of retired, but I've come back. I mean, I really came back to make this movie and I, it's really given me the energy to come back and do some more things as well. But I think I think um, it's it is by donation. It is by charity. Charity is awesome when you embrace it. You know, and I think we've all been suspect. I mean, that's one of the things. Haven't you also felt? Yes. 
you know, oh, that person's in charity. They're they're ripping people off. Well, what has been happening is if you're told you're only going to get funding if you have 10% overhead and your overhead is actually 30% because you're really a decent leader, you know, you're decent, you know, you're going to have to twist numbers around. So we want to get rid of all that stuff, you know, so people can't hide behind. And most people don't. 99.9%, as Darren Walker says, president of the Ford Foundation, who um, is in the film as well. Darren yeah. is wonderful. Says 99.9% of charities are utterly honest. And, and yet everyone is suspicious. And I think they're sort of suspicious the way I was sort of suspicious inside of myself that I don't trust myself feeling like a good person because I'm hypocritical. I know I'm not such a great person in a lot of ways. So if I was saying I'm charitable, mm. it feels hypocritical. But if you let go of that, you sort of go, yeah, well, I'm charitable and I'm also an asshole sometimes. You know, you can okay. be both. You can be both. You can be charitable and an asshole <laughs> and together. So everyone join in because we all know what we really are underneath. So, so come in and, and join the party because it's going to be a wild party that, in fact, I believe is going to change the world. Well, engaging with that side of yourself, you know, just having met you for the first time 15 minutes ago, you have an energy and a spark right now that I think this type of work just creates in you. It lights a fire inside of you that you don't have otherwise. There's, It's devoid of cynicism. And cynicism is the, is really what kills us, I think. And just it's that you have that spark inside. It's something that other people, myself, I, I want to emulate. I want to have that. So, yeah. And I, I, I want to be careful about cynicism also, because I think it's, I think it's, worth being suspect it's worth bringing sure. the scientific methodology which i strongly believe in to everything you know I, you know i used to say i'd see somebody at a gala you know whatever with an angel on their little thing collar you know and, and i'd go cool love it but where's the devil because if you're going to play angel and i get it and it's a little gold angel and you paid a lot for it and we're all at this charity event but where's the devil not that I I grew up with all that stuff. I know it inside out. Not that I really subscribe to any of it in terms of heaven and hell and all those things like the Puritans in the movie. Yeah. But I do subscribe to the fact that we have dark shadows in us and we have those things. And this mitigates that and and can really allow a real change. So being cynical, I'll, I'll embrace that for a while. I'll go, you know, look, I get it. Life sucks a lot of the times. And I, I there's there's cynical to me. I think I have a very narrow definition of it. Okay. Um, where where cynicism, like it's you can be you can have satire. You can have an honest reflection and say like, yeah, this shit's fucked up. And I don't think that's cynical. Mm -hmm. Cynical is saying this shit's fucked up and we can never do anything about it. And it's this it's that sort of it was done with bad intentions. And it's just skeptic. Skeptic is a better yeah. word. Yeah, I, always, I can't remember that word. I got to remember SC. Skeptic is very valuable. You know, it, of it's course. using the mind and it's going because there are a lot there. There are charities that need to be reorganized. You know, they, they you got to be skeptical and come in and go, this has got to be reworked. You don't you don't just go in with an angel and say, you know, the world is, you know, the world is what it's, you know, what is it? You know, no. it, it, it happened because it was meant to happen. Yeah, I know why it happened. It happened because things suck. So let's get in there and fix it. You know, I, I maybe should. I know I could I could go on and on and on. But, no. You know, I heard I heard Van Jones say something a little while ago, and he's an old friend, and we sort of have, and I and he's been through a lot of complicated stuff, you know. And he was saying, you know, he said a lot of you out there, 
it was a, it was a big event, you know, or secular. He said, I'm not, I'm religious. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm spiritual. I'm not really religious, but he's religious. He said, and he said, I understand that God or whatever the universe is, has given us absolute freedom, has given us the ability to do absolutely what we want to do. That's, and you think about it, you go, of course, that's sort of what's happened. Why would a creator of whatever this is be so, I don't know, weird to just have us all bow down and pray and just be sad and whatever? Right. No, no, we've been given absolute freedom. And he said, which is why we need to do stuff, which is why we need to go out and do things. We have to decide to do things. And he said, but here's the interesting thing. He said, God, God, she doesn't know where this is going. And I went, wow, that's the key. We're the ones that are going to decide where it's going to go. And that's kind of what, you know, spiritual atheist. I love it. I love it all. You know, it's like skeptics, all those kinds of things. But you kind of have to, when you get into this, sit here and go, what are we here for? What, what's going on? And why are we in such a weird place? So anyway, so that's- no, I, Stephen, I, I know we're over time at this point, and I could talk to you all day about this stuff. <laughs> it was just, and I was hoping this would be the case, but they, I was watching my dinner with Andre about a week ago, and I, there's these two sides of that movie. It's kind of like I, every time I view it, I feel like as I get older, I become more and more like Wally in that film. <laughs> and when I was younger, I was Andre. And so, and that that's like, I feel like this movie is definitely engaging with the Wally side. So, and I, and I appreciate <laughs> awesome, that. <man>. Awesome. <laughs> well, well, thank you so much, Stephen. Thank you. Thank you. Take, take care, care, man. Okay. Right, bye-bye. Bye. Time enough to figure you out. Time enough to write this down Wish me luck, give me hope
Voice Crack.